Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. Let me begin with the obvious. Art school does amazing work. I and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, benefit from art school's sfarim and books. The reward that art school's founders will receive in Shemaim is probably astronomical. But great people can make mistakes. And the publication of Art School's Children's Perky Avos by Shmuel Blitz is one such mistake. I perused through it for the first time this past Shabbos and was shocked by what I read. Not only is it woke, it arguably contains outright heresy. Here are some examples. Perak Bey's Mishnah Yud Bey states, Hu haya Omer, em yu kol chachmei Yisrael b'chaf moznayim ve'aliezer ben hurkanos b'chaf shniya machriya eskulam. Abashol Omer Mishmo, em yu kol chachmei Yisrael b'chaf moznayim, rabbi Eliezer ben hurkanos af imohem, rabbi Elazar ben aroch b'chaf shniya machriya eskulam. The standard translation of this Mishnah runs something like this. He used to say, if all the sages of Israel were on one scale of the balance and Eliezer ben hurkanos on the other, he would outweigh them all. Abashol said in his name, if all the sages of Israel were on one scale of the balance and Elazar ben Aruch on the other, he would outweigh them all. The editor of Art School's Children's Perky Avos has one comment on this Mishnah, which appears in a yellow box on the bottom of the page. Under the heading, Did You Know?, he writes, This is not a competition to see who is smarter and who is holier. Each one was great in his own way. It also teaches us how wise and holy our rabbis were and still are today. We see how the leaders of our people shine above us all. Amazing. The Mishnah just clearly compared the relative greatness of different rabbis, but the editor of this Pirkei Avos is apparently uncomfortable with this Mishnah comparing rabbis. After all, it's not politically correct to do that. Don't you know that we are special, special, everyone is special, everyone in his or her own way. That's a Barney song, by the way. So in the middle of the colorful page on which this Mishnah appears, the editor inserts this solitary sentence. In a family, each person has their own strengths and weaknesses. Now, this sentence comes out of left field, since this Mishnah has nothing to do with families whatsoever. But the editor apparently could not contain himself. And then, on the bottom of the page, he undermines the Mishnah by telling you it doesn't say what it actually says. Now, the editor is entitled to interpret the Mishnah by quoting a respected parish like the Tosos Yomtev or Rav Avadja Mibar or he can try to offer his own interpretation and introduce that interpretation by writing something like, perhaps the Mishnah means X, Y, and Z, and then explain how his interpretation fits into the words of the Mishnah. But he can't undermine the Mishnah without explanation. And yet, that's exactly what the editor of this Pirkei Avos does. I should note that the editor also has the habit of intentionally mistranslating Mishnayos so that they more closely fit his ideology. In this case, he translates the first Machriya Eskulam as his knowledge would outweigh all of them. And he translates the second Machriya Eskulam as his intellectual powers would outweigh all of them. Now, it happens to be that Rav Avadya Mibartanura interprets the Mishnah in this fashion. But it's an interpretation, not a translation. An editor has no right to add commentary in a translation. And if he's going to do so, he should at the very least place the commentary in brackets or give readers a heads up in the introduction or on the title page. But this editor does none of the above. Here are other examples of wokeism in this edition of Pirkei Avos. Perak Bey's Mishnah Vav states, Velo Haibayshan Lamed. The editor translates these words as, quote, A shy person cannot learn because he is too afraid to ask questions, end quote. First of all, here he is again inserting words of commentary in the translation. Inappropriate. But let's leave that aside. The Mishnah's statement and message is pretty straightforward. Don't be shy when it comes to learning. If you have a question, ask it. 
but that's not the message the editor wants you to come away with. And so he writes the following in another yellow box under the heading, Did You Know? Some children are very shy because they do not have confidence in themselves. It is important to help these children by making them see how smart and important they really are. Huh? First of all, how do you know why kids are shy? More importantly, though, what does this have to do with the Mishnah? Nothing. Nothing at all. The Mishnah is trying to tell us not to be shy. And the editor decides to use this opportunity to give us a lecture. Now, it's not even clear whom this lecture is intended for. It's a kid's Pirkei Avos. Is he speaking to kids with this statement in the yellow box? If so, what does he want them to take away from this? That if they're shy, it's their parents' fault or their teacher's fault? Are we trying to get kids to blame their parents and teachers now? Or perhaps it's addressed to parents reading this commentary while they're learning with their kids. If so, it's inappropriate and patronizing. You don't use a commentary on Pirkei Avos as an opportunity to lecture parents about what they should do or should not do. By the way, who said it's important to help kids see how smart and important they are? Assuming that they are smart, because many kids actually are not so smart, but that's a separate story. Where does this come from? Unfortunately, it's undoubtedly from the religion of self-esteem that governs secular society. Now, 20 years ago, Roy Baumeister, a prominent social scientist, and several other researchers were asked to comb through all the scientific literature on self-esteem and summarize what it says. Their conclusion? There is hardly any evidence that promoting self-esteem helps people, and there is even some evidence that it harms people. Baumeister explicitly calls on educators to stop focusing on self-esteem and start focusing on self-control if they want their kids to succeed. But the editor of this Pirkei Avos evidently didn't get the message, so he uses the opportunity of the Mishnah mentioning a shy student to lecture us on how important self-esteem is. By the way, this is not the only time the editor distorts Pirkei Avos to align it more closely with the self-esteem cult that he evidently believes in so strongly. Perik Dalit, Mishnah Dalit tells us, Me'od me'od have a shafal ruach, she'tikvas enosh rima. This is how he translates it. You should always try to be very, very humble. In the end, we will be together with worms in the grave. So the translation is off once again, but let's leave that aside because this particular mistranslation is not super important. Here is the editor's commentary in a prominent yellow box once again. We should be humble, he writes, because we are like worms compared to Hashem. But remember, the Mishnah right before this one taught us that even worms are important and have value. We have to be humble, and at the same time, we have to know that we are important because we can accomplish great things. So first of all, the previous Mishnah doesn't really say anything about worms being important. It says, So it doesn't exactly say what he says it says, but all right, let's again skip that over. And I'll also give this editor credit for saying that we're important because we can accomplish great things, which is the correct way of putting it. But again, with this yellow box, he's essentially apologizing for the Mishnah. The Mishnah says to be extremely humble. And so he, as a commentator, should elaborate on the virtue of humility. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he warns us, don't be too humble. Remember how important you are. Don't take the Mishnah too seriously. Judaism's classic exhortations to be humble don't contain caveats. This editor, however, is evidently uncomfortable with these exhortations, influenced as he is by secular ideology, and so he needs to explain the Mishnah. And again, amazingly, he doesn't quote anyone when offering this fanciful explanation. He just states it as a fact. After all, we wouldn't want kids to be too humble. After all, we all know that the young generation suffers from an abundance of humility. If only they were less humble, we would have fewer divorces, fewer kids off the derech, fewer fights. Humility is the source of all of our problems. Let's try to undermine it. It sounds insane, but that's apparently what the editor of this Pirkei Elvis believes. Because he does this consistently. One last example of this editor's self-esteem crusade. Perikei Mishachofdal, it states, as panam legehenum, uvoshes panam legan eden. 
So what does it mean that someone who is Boshas Panam goes to Gan Eden? What does Boshas Panam mean? I pulled out six English editions of Pirkei Elbos from my father's bookshelf. Here's how they translate the term. Fell time, shamefaced. Metsuda, shamefaced. Me'am Loes, shamefaced. Labavage, shamefaced. Kahati, bashful. Ethics from Sinai, shamefaced. So shamefaced and bashful. But shamefaced and bashful are not PC. They're not politically correct. We can't have that. A person with self-esteem shouldn't be shamefaced. He shouldn't be bashful. So we have to get rid of it. And so that's what the editor of this children's Pirkei Avos does. He translates Boshas Panim as gentle. Amazing. He mistranslates a word because he doesn't like the implications of the word. I'm sorry, but this borders on Kfira. A person has no right to mistranslate the Mishnah because he doesn't like what it says. I'm shocked that the editor did this, and I'm even more shocked that our school didn't demand that he change it. Here's another example of possible Kfira in this children's Pirkei Avos. Perak Dalet Mishnah Yudala states, Hamakayim es Torah me'oni, sofo l'kayma me'osher. V'chol hamavatel es Torah me'osher, sofo l'vatel me'oni. The Mishnah's meaning is fairly clear. But underneath it, in a colorful pink box, the editor tells us that the Mishnah doesn't mean what it says. Every day, he writes, we see poor people who listen to Hashem and rich people who do not. Does this contradict the Mishnah? No, this Mishnah is not promising wealth to poor people or poverty to rich people. It is showing us that whether we are rich or poor, we must always follow the laws of the Torah. If a poor man becomes rich, he should still be careful to follow Hashem's ways. Um, I'm sorry, that's actually not what the Mishnah says. Now, a person is entitled to interpret Chazal's words, but he isn't entitled to contradict them. If the Mishnah doesn't mean what it says, you have to offer an alternative interpretation that fits the words of the Mishnah. But the editor doesn't even make an attempt to do so. He writes, It is showing us that whether we are rich or poor, we must always follow the laws of the Torah. But that's balderdash, and he knows it. His explanation doesn't at all fit the words of the Mishnah. So essentially, he's telling kids who have just finished learning this Mishnah, pay no attention to what you have just read. Again, this is either kfira or closely bordering it. It would be bad enough if it appeared in a left-wing modern orthodox publication. But for it to appear in an art school publication is a downright scandal. I'm going to close with one last example. Paragimel Mishnah Yudzayan states, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Schog v'kalos rosh margilin es adam l'erva, Masoras siyag la Torah, Masoras siyag la Osher, Nadarim siyag la Prishos, siyag la Chachma Shisika. Here's how the editor summarizes this Mishnah in a pink box right below the Mishnah. If we just follow a few very basic guidelines, we can have a very good life. Where does this come from? The Mishnah mentions nothing about having a good life. In general, the Torah calls on us to live a holy life, a godly life, a life of duty, a life of serving others. Maybe it even talks about a blessed life. But where does it talk about striving to have a very good life? I don't dispute what the editor writes here. It's true that we'll have a very good life if we follow the Torah. Hashem promises us that. But the language that he's using is modern, it's woke, and it's even borderline hedonistic. It does not belong in the commentary on Pirkei Avos. I have no idea why our school published this woke Pirkei Avos, but it shouldn't be anywhere near a Jewish child. If you own it already, I would advise you to put it in Seamus. If you don't own it, don't buy it. Even better, sent an email to our school stating that you don't want wokeism or kfira in your kids' pirkeavos, and that our school should immediately stop selling this book. I will end the way I started. Our school is an amazing company that has done wonders for the revival of Torah Judaism in America. But this book is an abomination. It must go.